Welcome to week five on the What Do They Know podcast. Today, the guys are pretty pumped after both of their teams brought home a W on Sunday. The guys both shake up their power rankings this week and add a new team to their top five. They will also go over their weekly top stories and overreactions. But hey, what do they know? What do they know? Well, we are about to find out what's going on, everybody. This is week five, and this is the What Do They Know podcast. My name is Nick Hoskins. I'm with my buddy, Jeff Garcia. Um, we are both wearing our gear today. <laughs> this is a rare so sighting. This, you can tell today was a good day. Oh, yeah. The Saints won. The Jets won. All is right with the world. The Diamondbacks won Damn. last night in a big way. Yeah, if you were going to say it, I was going to say it. Shout but, out Diamondbacks. D-backs. Game one. Oh, yeah. against the Dodgers. That's right. So fingers crossed there. Um, but yeah, today was a good day um, for both of us, at least for, for one week, at least. <laughs> yeah, we'll, let's <laughs> live it up a little um, bit. Yep. But we will we'll go over all the action. But we will start, as always, with Jeff's random thought. And I'm Ooh. told that I'm going to really enjoy this one. So I, we'll see. Yep. So I actually have a few few things um going towards sports relate relation uh, because I've been wanting to go to like a live like with postseason baseball i was thinking about going to game three of the M- milwaukee series if that went to game three but it didn't so but that's a thing of mine of which sports do we like more going live action mm-hmm. and what sports we like more on tv like for me i enjoy the atmosphere obviously of being in a live uh, sporting event but i like the product of the nfl on tv so much better because we we've been to nfl games yep. um and I, I think it's just so much harder to intake all of the like little details of an NFL game when you're like on the opposite side of the field and you can't see everything. And like sometimes I can't even make out how much uh, of a gain a, a rushing attempt got because yeah. it's on the opposite side. Uh, so to me, I, maybe this is just me being like a lover of baseball, but I don't think there's a bad seat in, in a baseball game. No, but like uh, for football, I think it's it can be very different it's funny i've told i tell tons of people my parents christy like when i'm older i'm gonna be that guy you see that old old timer at the ballpark <laughs> like with headphones on watching the game at live but then also listening to the radio broadcast and then like keeping book mm-hmm. like every single game oh like, the, that's gonna yep. be me like the old guys that you see um i just love going to a baseball game yep. there's just nothing better um yep my favorite my favorite live sporting event because i've been to hockey i've been to baseball football um i've been to uh champion um champions league over in uh, europe so london i went to the champions league game there that atmosphere is incredible but at the same time i think baseball and it's just maybe it's just because i'm biased but there's a certain love i have for that baseball um atmosphere and i to me, you just can't beat it. And I feel like that's like when you talk to like a casual sports fan, that's the number one thing that people say about baseball is they can't stand to watch it on TV, but they love going in person. Right. And I mean, you and I both could watch 162 <laughs> games on TV. <laughs> it doesn't bother and us. It wouldn't bother us at all. Right. Um, but I agree. I think the product in person for baseball is better than football. Like I remember when we went because... Two years ago, we went to the Jets and Saints game. Last year, we went to the Saints and Steelers, Steelers game. Right. The TV timeouts seem to last forever in person. Right. Um, I nope. will say halftime always seems to go quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're just sitting there during a TV timeout, whereas you'd be able to watch commercials, get up, go to the bathroom, whatever. Right. You're just kind of sitting there staring at each other. Right. And it seems to go so much longer in person than it does when you're just sitting here watching a game. So I find that 
that to be really interesting. But I agree. If I had to choose what to go to, um, it would be baseball and then football for me. Okay, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'd, I'd choose football at home. Yeah, mainly because also you gotta like look at pricing. Fo- oh gosh, football yeah. games are so much more they're expensive. So expensive right now. I, I looked at tickets for for the Diamondbacks game in Milwaukee, and there there's like something in like in the 100 road down the third baseline for like 120 bucks. Yeah, there was no seat in in yeah. Gillette Stadium when for the Saints and Patriots game that was like below 150. Yep. Um, down there on the 100 uh, section. Well, yeah, I mean, we we went to a couple wildcard games in Phoenix and we got I mean, granted, they were upper deck, but they were right behind home plate, yep. maybe like five rows back for like 45 bucks. <laughs> yep. Like Good vantage point. Yep. Something crazy, yep. like smoking deal. It's yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. And for that atmosphere, it's completely worth it. So if you've never been to a postseason baseball oh my game, gosh, there's nothing better. It, it, yep. There's nothing better. I, agree with I have that. not been to a Yankees playoff game yet. I've been to two or three Diamondback games, right? And I'm just dying to go to a Yankee one. But yeah, I, you know, I think that we might have to make a road trip. <laughs> road if, trip. If the Diamondbacks play the Phillies you heard it in the first. National League Championship Series in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. The what do they know podcast we're, may have to make an appearance. We're traveling. Um, yeah. So I think that that would be that would be an awesome experience. But um, yeah, that's a good that's a good thought this week, Jeff. Perfect. I like that one. I knew All right, you would. so we will kick it off with our top stories, what we saw this week. I'll go first this week, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. So I have a couple things. I actually wrote down three. Ooh. First, the Patriots are god-awful. <laughs> um, they, which, what does that say? Because the Jets lost to them. I mean, I... I yeah, I mean, the, the Jets were kind of like in that middle transition to going yeah. to Zach Wilson. I, I mean, they, they and don't... the Patriots are literally their kryptonite. Right. They haven't lost, they haven't won, they haven't beat the Patriots in like 15 games. Um, which is just, I think it goes back to like 2014 or 2015, but mm-hmm. regardless of the jets, the Patriots, I mean, obviously they played your, your saints today, right? They lost 34 to nothing beat down. Um, Mac Jones just looked awful. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, the saints have a very good defense, but to, but to score no points, um, I, they just, and I saw, I saw something on Twitter today. Um, it was from somebody prominent in ESPN. I can't remember who it was, but it said the, we're, we can now start to have the conversation about the Patriots being the worst coach team in the NFL. Who? Which when have you who, ever who, heard who? that about the Patriots? When can you like, ever, that's even a, imagine? That's that. a bold statement. But I don't right. know. Is it is it wrong? Like I, I mean, they just they look dreadful today. Like I know right. we we talked the last two weeks about the Saints underperforming, and they just came into to New England today and looked like world beaters. Right. And I don't think that's because the Saints are that good. I hate no. I mean, sorry. No. But no. I think it's because the Patriots are that bad. Right. And once again, Mac Jones got benched two weeks in a row. Granted, both of them, you could say, were just garbage time, pointless, whatever. Right. Um, and when <laughs> the time that Bailey Zappi played, he did not look good at all. He looked even worse, worse. than Mac Jones. Right. Um, so I, I just think that the Patriots are spiraling very very quickly yeah at this point you just have to question on uh, mac jones's uh, confidence level um he's just at this point he's, he can't make a throw um he they had hunter henry running down uh, a little free i, I want to say um wide open but maybe five yards of separation uh, between him and the closest defender and they had him on that route for like like a like some sort of wheel route like three times and they overthrew him both uh mac jones and zappy so it's just one of those things where Everything that could go wrong did go wrong for the Patriots. Um, obviously, they had a Saints team that was coming in, losing two in a row, uh, struggling offensively, and then their defense was getting strained uh, because of that. But it, it was just 
I guess this is what the doctor ordered for the Saints. Yeah, um, it sure was. Yeah, it oh sure yeah, definitely. Was. Um, but yeah, for the as for the Carl Patriots, good. yeah, Car Car looked a lot better. Um, he looked his best probably rolling out of the pocket yep. and making some throws. Um, I guess with nobody, no defenders on his in his face. Yep, and just stepping up in there and and making uh confident throws that like that. Um, but as for the Patriots, it's just one of those things where I, <laughs> I don't I don't know where you even start. I, I, I want to see like a full throttle rebuild is probably necessary and just move on from Mac Jones eventually. I, yeah. um, it's just going to be one of those things where it's it's difficult to see. Well, if they if <laughs> Bill they, Belichick struggling like this, if they continue the way that it looks like they're going to, which is playing very poorly. Right. They're going to have a really high draft pick. Right. And, which you never say that about the Patriots. No, they're normally drafting like late 20s. Right. Um, but yep. they might be in comp in competition for one of those top quarterbacks coming out of the draft. Right. And, you know, Mac Jones is going to be elsewhere next year, I think. Absolutely. Um, yeah. After they cut off cut all their quarterbacks um, after the preseason, obviously they thought Mac Jones was their dude. And, and now it's, he's proven that he, he yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, getting a high round, high uh, draft pick this coming upcoming draft um, should work wonders for the Patriots uh, going into next year. Yep. Um, so this one I wrote down, it doesn't pertain to like the games this week, but it did happen this week, the Jonathan Taylor contract extension. Right. Um, so that was a big story in the preseason. And even the first couple of weeks, obviously he was holding out for a contract. Right. Um, and then he, you know, all this drama between him and the owner, Jim Irsay saying that, you know, he was never going to, he wasn't going to pay him. Yeah, that's what he I hate. wasn't going to trade him. And if Jonathan Taylor never played another snap in the NFL, yeah. He'd be forgotten about. Right. Well, fast forward four weeks. He's off of the physically unable to perform list. All of a sudden he has a press conference and, you know, they're all buddy, buddy. Yep. And then the following day he gets a three year extension, uh, three years, 42 million. So that comes out to what? Four, 14, 14 million a year. Yeah. Um, which I think if he were to get tagged next year, I think a running back gets tagged at around 10, five. Um, so he got about a $3 million bump if he, mm -hmm. if he had gotten tagged next year. Yeah. He's now the um, third highest, uh, Paid running back behind um McCaffrey and Kamara. Kamara. Yeah. What was his guarantees? It was like 24, uh, 24, 25 guaranteed, I think it was. So mm -hmm. um good for him. Um it 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 annoys me though, because like if you want to end holdouts, don't pay him. Right. Like I, I and and I don't know, it's very easy for me to say my dad and I have this conversation all the time. What in just just professional sports in general. Mm -hmm play out your contract right like you signed it and it was good at the time mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden you're not going to play until you get more money right like i can't i can't go into to where i work right now and say hey i'm not coming to work unless you pay me more <laughs> right i'd get fired <laughs> right you know what i mean or like goodbye goodbye we'll get we'll find another one of you right and so it's like and it's funny because um zach moss blew up today so yeah <laughs> yeah he did so it, he did which is which is hilarious i mean jonathan taylor didn't really play a ton yeah i'm he pretty sure he's back into it count, right um but yeah zach it's funny they even said on the broadcast that zach you'd think that zach moss was the one that got the contract <laughs> right. extension um so i just thought that was a really interesting topic kind of kind of wrapping up the the preseason discussion around him yeah if you're jonathan taylor or anybody who's i guess holding out like how much how much i guess disrespect and do you take from the organization before saying oh okay money is going to solve all, all the problems now yeah uh, it's just one of those things where i, I guess i <laughs> i mean i'm not getting 12 million a year or 14 million a year thrown at me so right. I, I can't say much of it but 
the same time, there's got to be some sort of pride issue that goes into it, especially if you if you're this all pro running back that uh, Jonathan Taylor is. Um, you know, you have a leg up um, going into next year. Just play out your contract or become a free agent, get tagged, play out the year, or you can even hold out. They can they gotta keep tagging you, and it keeps rising up. At that point, you're making money doing nothing. Yeah. Um. So it is what it is. I, I personally don't like the holdouts either. It's obviously it's rough for those rookies because they're kind of like contractually obligated to sign those contracts because CBA rules right. ha, has you sign the, those yeah, contracts. The rookie deals are structured. There's right, no right. negotiating. Yeah, you can't like, do anything about it. There's really that. nothing to change. Right. And, and it puts them in a rough position, but at the same time, holding out is kind of that one thing where it's like you're, you care more about yourself than the team. And then where does that put you with with? In the eyes of everybody else. And it's crazy because so many guys, like when they're asked about one of their teammates holding out, they're like, hey, that's a business. He's got to do what he's got to do. Right. I'd be like, no, dude, get your butt here. <laughs> right. Like, I want to win. win. I right. want to win. Right. Um, and again, this that. is very easy for us to sit here on the couch and say versus guys making millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. um, but I just, you know, it's hey, gonna we're look, on the same boat. It's, it's going to be one of those things that continues until somebody just doesn't get paid. And on that topic, look at what happened with Le'Veon Bell. Right. He got he held out. He didn't play a full year with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. He came back and ended up signing a deal for either equivalent or less money per year than the Steelers were going to give him. Mm-hmm. Signed it with the Jets. And that was a train wreck, partly right. because it was the Jets and partly because he <laughs> just he just wasn't the same player. No. And he even said this offseason on uh, a po- someone's podcast, I think they were associated with the Steelers, um, that he wished he wouldn't have done that. And set so, out yeah yeah and so that i mean i think that's all you need to know right there when you're an owner again super easy for us to sit here and play um gm yeah play thing. gm but right um hey what do they know <laughs> yeah what do they know um, yeah, that's exactly right so i thought that was interesting and then last one desmond ritter right uh, had a big boy drive today um he was <laughs> in the so again i listened to a lot of national sports radio during the week mm-hmm. i'm in the car a lot um and they had one of their segments they did was, you know, which quarterback gets benched first. And overwhelmingly, people were picking Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. And he played really, really well today. He threw, he had his first career 300-yard game, um, 329 yards, and he had, he had a game-winning drive mm-hmm. um, under a two-minute drill to get them into field goal range. They kicked the field goal as time expired, ended up beating Houston by one um, right. or, or two, something like that. Two. Um, right. They were down by one. So right. could, yeah, so they won by two. Um, but I thought that was really impressive considering, you know, they're talk, they were talking, you know, again, Taylor Heineke's his backup. Everybody loves Taylor Heineke. I love Taylor Heineke. I've talked about him on this podcast before. I think he should be a starter somewhere. Mm-hmm. The guy wins. Um, and so that was a lot of conversation this week was look, the Falcons are in contention because of the division that they're in. Right. They don't have time to sit and watch Desmond Ritter develop. Right. They need wins right now. And he went out and did it. You look at the guys that we've talked about, um, in the in the last few weeks, Drake London, Kyle Pitts not doing anything. Both mm-hmm. of them had had pretty solid games this week. Right. Uh, just to, I guess, jump in. Uh, I, I disagree with that assessment of letting him develop in that division. Like, yes, you need wins. This the, the division is winnable. But at the same time, are you going? Are you like seriously thinking about making a deep uh, run in the playoffs with that team that you have right now? Like, like there's got to be a point where you're you got to be realistic. That team isn't going to even if they win the division. I'm not sure how far in the, in the playoffs they would even make it. So at this point, you bite the bullet and you let Desmond Ritter uh, figure things out himself. Um, going to Taylor Heineke, obviously, we like Heineke. Um, I'm not sure um, 
if he's going to get another shot as a starting quarterback, I, I believe he should. But um, as of right now, you don't bench Ritter for Heineke, in my opinion. You, you let Ritter um, go through his highs and lows um, and figure it out. Like today, B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier, Algier didn't have much on the ground game. So it kind of forced Ritter, yeah. Ritter's hand to, to pass the ball. Yep. So this is where Kyle Pitts and J- Jonu Smith and Drake London and everybody else in that passing game kind of kind of they took over. They they showed what I thought was a possibility, yep. which is the passing game, especially with Desmond Ritter coming in with the full offseason of knowing you're that guy who's who's going to lead this offense. Um, but it's just one of those things. That it, it irks me. Like, yes, I understand why you're going to bench him, especially in a winnable division. But at the same time, you have to th- think realistically. What's best for your franchise? Abandoning your potential uh, franchise quarterback for, I guess, as of right now, a journeyman quarterback, or let them uh, ride through the highs and lows and, and see what you got and go into next year in a better position. So here's why I think that's interesting. I think that if you are the owner or the GM, mm-hmm. you 1000% have that mindset, right? Right. Let them develop. Let's see how he, let's, <laughs> let's give them time. If you're the, the, the head the- coach, you're saying, get that dude out of here. Give me somebody who can win. So, I don't, lose, fans as so well. I don't lose my job yep, because yep. Arthur Smith, you know, he got hired when Robert Sala got hired as the, for the Jets. So he's in mm-hmm. his third year. They have a ton of talent around him and, and they haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. So again, topic on, on national media was like, look, Arthur Smith is going to have to make a move to save his job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's also an interesting component because that kind of prolongs that at least one more week because he played, he gave him no reason to have that conversation after this week. Right. I mean, last week against, they had Mar- against a really hot Houston Texans team. Yeah, absolutely. I had Houston as my upset for this yep. week, but yep. Atlanta pulled it out. Um, I mean, last year they came in with Marcus Mariota as a, as a right. starting quarterback. Right. It's not like it was what did you Ritter. What did you expect? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can't blame. I, I understand Arthur Smith's uh, seat is a little hot, but at the same time you can't put all the blame on him. So that's where I'm at with that. Okay. Um, what do you so got? My top stories are the offenses that we thought were going to be good. Yeah. Actually being good today. Yeah. So Bengals, they came alive. Um, Jamar Chase had three touchdowns. Yep. Joe Burrow finally looked like he yeah. uh, passed over Hill with that calf injury. Um, Saints offense, uh, I'm still not completely sold. I saw the, that game. I think the passing game still has a little bit um, left to evolve. Um, I think it was mainly Kamara uh, on the ground game, Condre Miller. Um, a little bit on the receiving end out of the running back position. Uh, Chris, I mean, Crystal Lave only had two receptions. Right. One, one of them was a touchdown. touchdown. He, he almost had another one, but um, it's really incomplete. So it's just one of those things where there's still timing issues going on there. Um, so personally, I yes, I love the result. Obviously, 34-0. Right. Right. How can you not? But at the same time, I am very cautious about <laughs> looking optimistically on, on that front. Yep. Um, yeah, but it's going to be one of those things where we'll see how next week, especially against, uh, they're going to up against Houston next week. So we'll see how that interesting, how that goes, especially with Desmond Ritter leading a drive to win that game. Yeah. We'll see if, if the saints can kind of take advantage of, of, uh, the vulnerabilities that Atlanta found (laughs) during that game. Looks like Christian McCaffrey just fumbled at the goal line. Did he? He did. Aren't you playing him? Uh, yeah, yeah. Someone has, has against me. (laughs) Well, let's see if he's down here. Uh, oh, that's, that's out. That's a fumble. That's out. That's a fumble yep. for sure. All right. So the next one's Jet, Jets, Jags, and Bears. So those are the final three teams that I had. Jets, obviously, Aaron Rodgers lost, but they now have a 
uh, Zach Wilson leading that, yeah. that uh, whole offense. And he's finally looks like he's turning a corner. Um, he looks like he's he's a lot more comfortable with the. He looks way more confident. Yep, way more confident. And I think the big thing with him is he has Brees Hall. Oh, yeah. He can rely on I that mean, Brees Hall big... today was the first day that they didn't limit his touches. He had 177 yards. He had a bro- he broke a huge touchdown first play of this of the third quarter to, right. to go up, and they kind of never looked back. Right. Um, but people forget, and, and I even forgot until I heard this this week that Zach Wilson was five and two as a starter last year before they lost Brees Hall. Mm. And then yep. we all know what happened last year, right? It just derailed. Um, so that could be that could be the key for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, as you're looking right now, you're kind of looking at Zach Wilson kind of like a Mark Sanchez type, I guess, yep. where he's just a game manager. He, he completes the passes he needs to complete. And We've it, talked about this yep. at length, yep. right? Just yep. be average. Yep, just be average. Just be average. Your running game will take care of you. Yep. Your defense will take care of you. Yep. Just make sure you don't turn the ball over, which and I feel like he has fumbling issues still. He does. Um, So it's just going to be one of those things where he's going to have to uh, <laughs> solve one way or another. Yeah. But um, as for, as for today, they – even against the bad Broncos defense, the Jets put up 31 points. Yeah, put up 31 points, especially with Zach Wilson leading the charge. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and then the Jags and Bears. Jags uh, put up against Buffalo in London. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Jacksonville should just move to London at this point. Oh they're, gosh, they're, they're, no. <laughs> Which okay, timeout. Can we talk about that? Because okay. neither of us, neither of us wrote this down, and I and I almost did, but I knew you mm-hmm. were going to talk about the Bills. Right. The Jags were in London for two full weeks. Yep. That to me should not be allowed. Yep. And I, you know, I'm a Jet fan. I want the Bills to lose. Right. Um. But them to, for them to have that disadvantage, you you can't tell me that that jet lag or time change or right. whatever did not factor into the way that game started today. You yeah. can't tell me that. Yeah, I heard the Bills uh, went there yesterday. Yeah. 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 And well, that's and crazy. Meanwhile, the Jags have been there two weeks. Yeah. They're practically living in London at this point. Yep. And like that, that to me should not happen. No. I, if you want to, if you want to do these international games, cool, whatever. I'm not a big fan of them personally. Mm-hmm. Um, like side note, the chiefs and dolphins, probably the game of the year is going to be in Germany at nine 30 AM in like three weeks. And I'm not going to be able to watch it. Cause I'm going to be at church. <laughs> so like, I'm not a big fan of that for that reason. I don't right. want to miss the game of the year potentially. Right. But, um, yeah, like the, the fact that the Jags have been there, got comfortable, got adjusted to the time, mm-hmm. and the Bills rolled in, that that to me personally should not be allowed. Right, yeah, it was a huge disadvantage yes. um, for the Bills. Uh, Jacksonville, obviously, they play there basically every All year. All the time. Yep, yeah. every year they're always over there. So they have, I guess, a fan base, a, a core fan base over there. Um, they've built one over, over all the years. They've been over there. Uh, it, it, yeah, I agree with you. Just having a whole another week to to prepare for another team that's coming off coming in the day before the game that that's that's insane to me yeah and then the bears obviously justin fields and dj moore kind of showed out what i personally thought they were going to be looking like all year that that was uh quite the offensive uh output they put on they played like a desperate team oh yeah and that's what they needed to do yeah i mean i i heard reports about eberfliss um getting fired if they if they lost that game on thursday so to me, that's a big statement to come out and play for your coach, at least, yeah. even if, if it was a false yeah. rumor or whatever, um, to come out and, s- and say, no, we want this guy to keep leading us. Yep. And they put up 40 points. <laughs> that, well, it's that's two weeks in a row. He's yep. thrown for four touchdowns. Yep. Even against the Broncos and the yeah. Commanders, um, that it's Yeah. I, obviously, I had over here an overreaction of, ju- of moving on from Justin Fields. But yeah. ever since then, he's 
he probably listens to the podcast. He's like, oh, no, yep. no, no, no. That's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. He goes, I want to <laughs> stick it to those what do they know, uh, that's guys. That's right. What do they know? That's right. So Chicago oh, fans, no. you can thank me. Oh, George Kittle, once again. Unbelievable. I'm playing George Kittle, guys. Yep. Playing against him in one of my money leagues. I was winning prior to that play. You were 4-0 in this league. I'm five, yeah, 4-0. Well, you are 4-0. I am 4-0. I'm going to be 4-1 because of freaking George Kittle. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so um, so that's it for the offensive showing up. And then the second storyline I had was the Bills injuries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last week, they lost to Davis White. Yep. This week, they lose uh, Matt Milano. At this point, it's... I mean, today, they had six players have to get checked up for injury. Six. Yeah. They yeah. had to stop the game for six players. And then... On top of that, they lost Matt Milano. Matt Milano, yeah, he is the heart and soul of that defense. Absolutely. Um, yep. I mean, sure, they got Von Miller back today. That probably helped a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Matt Milano flies around that field. Yep, um, one of the best linebackers. I am yep. very, very curious to see how they try and manage that or compensate for that. Right. Because that could be the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like Tredavious white, they've, they've, they've done it in the past. They've, they've played without him. Right. Um, for money tours, ACL a few, a few years ago, they've they're you know, they know how to do that. Right. But Matt Milano, your middle linebacker, your kind of your heart and soul, of that defense. Right. I, I'm, I'm cur- really curious to see how they do there. Yeah. Just for like a, like an analogy, it'd be like the saints losing Demario Davis. Yeah. And th- that's the hard tomorrow. Davis, yep. by the way. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's the heart and soul. It's, it's just, it's, I don't know how they how they rebound from this. Um, it'll be interesting. Obviously, they have the offense to do it, but defensively, it takes a hit. Um, and <laughs> obviously, they were my Super Bowl pick, so I, it hurts a little bit more <laughs> for me. But um, yeah, it's going to be one of those things where they're going to have to really put up points now because I'm I'm not sure if that defense is going to live up to the elite status that they've been uh, holding out so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, lucky for them, they have the Giants next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good slump stopper right there. A little time to adjust. Um, yeah. Yeah. Figure things out. Um, yeah. I think that that's going to be something to watch throughout the year. Right. All right. So those are some of our stories. So we'll do, we'll do our prisoner of the moment, some, some potential overreactions that we might have after, after this, after this week. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to start because I really like this one. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Bill Belichick will be the first coach fired this year. <laughs> oh, I, Pump the brakes. Okay. I, I think that's an overreaction. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he's done. He's done. He's washed up. <laughs> Stick a fork in him. <laughs> the hoodie is done. I, I can't imagine firing Bill Belichick in the middle, in the middle of the, of the season. season. Can you imagine? I cannot. I can't even. I, I can't. So, but here's why I say this. And here's why it maybe it won't be in the season. It probably is an overreaction at the end of the day. But Robert Kraft is on record. Because because Bill Belichick is really close to breaking the all time wins record for mm-hmm. head co- for head coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't tell you what it is. All I know is he's really close. In the next year or two, if he continues, he'll he'll probably break it. Okay. But Robert Kraft said we are not going to keep anybody around for just solely so they can reach personal accolades. <laughs> and this well, was in the preseason. He said this. Right. And this is way that was way before they've gone one and four and have looked terrible. So I feel like if it's anybody else. He's he's fired mm-hmm. either this week, next week, whatever. He's on the hottest of hot seats, <laughs> but because it's Bill Belichick, right? That may not happen, but I think he should be right. Yeah. After coming out of 34 to nothing stomping, especially on your home field. Yeah, that's going to get um, 
any fan base <laughs> heated against that head coach. Um, obviously, Bill Belichick's brought you what seven championships or something like that. Something like that, six, S- seven. six, seven, yeah. yeah, somewhere around that in that range. Um, so you <laughs> you can forgive somewhat, <laughs> but obviously, it's a what have you done for me now? I was just uh, gonna say yep, that type of yeah. league. So honestly, I, I have a hard time even imagining a report saying Bill Belichick has been fired. I I, I think I it's gonna be one of those things where Bill Belichick steps away. Uh, quote unquote steps away. I agree. Maybe and, he goes and does something in the, like the front office or yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just like going to be one of those things where Robert Kraft is going to just go out and outright, outright fire him. It's just, it'd be too much of a story and too much of a pain for Robert Kraft in general. Um, So it, I just don't, I just can't see it to be honest with you. Yep. Yep. So that, okay. that's my take on that. All right. So overreaction for right now, we're going to say, yeah, yeah, I, I right. like it, but <laughs> I like it too. I thought you like it. Yeah. I thought it was a good one. Um, all right. So my second one, the giants should stick with Tyrod Taylor over Daniel Jones. Uh, I'll go with overreaction with this one. Okay. Barely. Which, Barely. side note, we don't know what Daniel Jones' status even is. Poten- uh, apparently, he had a neck injury today mm-hmm. and didn't come back. And they they ruled him out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, in the I think it was in the middle midway through the fourth quarter. So who knows? It may they may have to stick with Tyrod Taylor by default. Right. Um, but I liked what I saw from Tyrod when he came in. He moved the ball. There was rhythm. He hit he hit Darren Waller a couple times. Got other guys involved. Um, the offense just looks so stagnant with, with Daniel Jones right. and Tyrod Taylor. I mean, he's one of those guys that I feel like has just, he's just, a Heineke. He has gotten screwed over yep. so many times. He was a stud with the, with the bills. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know, when he punctured his lung with the, the with chargers, the, yep. he was the starter in front of Justin Fields he's, to no fault to his own. He yep. got, uh, I think it was like a, what, what is it? Some know. sort of shot yeah. to his, in the yeah. chest and like and, they punctured, and they punctured his lung and yep. then Justin Herbert came in and the rest is history. Right. The guy can play. Yeah. The guy can flat out play. Yep. And I mean, he, he showed that today. Granted it was, you know, you could call it garbage time, whatever. It was only a two possession game mm-hmm. um, at the time. And so they're again, they were moving the ball. He was getting people involved. He was scrambling. Daniel Jones is mobile, but Tyrod Taylor is a different kind of mobile, right. in my opinion. Right. Um, he's just quicker. Yep. And so I think that I mean, they just paid Daniel Jones forty million dollars. Exactly year. the reason why you can't move I know. on from I know. him. It's the first year. Yeah, if it's year three or even year two, maybe. But year three, yeah, you, you pull the trigger, maybe. Um, but year one, I, I that's just too big of a too big of an apple to bite. I know that's <laughs> that's you admitting that you need to be fired. Yeah, if if you do that as a coach or a GM, yep, you're you're gone. Yep, there's no coming back from that. Yep. So I'll go for overreaction right now, but I agree with Tyrod Taylor being very underrated yeah. throughout his career. Okay. Yep. All right. What do you got for me? So overreactions. I got the Titans need to go f- full re- rebuild um, over there in Tennessee. Uh, sell off Ryan Tannehill. Sell off Derrick Henry. Sell off any piece that's a veteran presence, DeAndre Hopkins. I know you just traded for him or you picked him up after he got uh, released, but train him away and get whatever you can. Um, as of right now, they're splitting carries right now with Derrick Henry anyway. So it's just one of those things where you got to embrace the youth. Um, obviously, this Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, I think they took you as far as they can take you um, in years prior. And I don't think that that combination is going to get you any further than, I guess, wh- where you've already been. So that's where I stand with it. That's not an overreaction mm-hmm. um, specifically with Tannehill mm-hmm. because what what they need, what are they doing? They need to decide what they're doing. Last Excuse year, me. they spent a high draft pick on Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. This year, they spent a high draft pick on Will Levis. Yep. 
and they got not, two young and you're not starting either nope. of them. You got two like, young, what, two young quarterbacks to start. You nope. know what you're going to get with Ryan Tannehill. You've gotten the most out of Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. that you can get. Right. And so I am all 100% on board with that. They should have never signed DeAndre Hopkins to begin with. Right. That was just grasping at straws. It made no sense fr- from his standpoint. Yep. It made no sense from the Titans standpoint. Yep. Um, so I'm on board with getting, send him, send him somewhere, <laughs> send him to like the chiefs or the Bills, somewhere that makes sense. Oof. Um, Oof. Yep. and Derek Henry, I mean, the guy, he can still rumble with the best of them. Right. But I agree. I he think he can't carry a full load. Anymore. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on board with that. So I don't think that that's an overreaction. Perfect. Yeah. Even in a winnable division with Texans, Colts and, um, the Jags at three and two, um, coming back to the States. So we'll see if that London, um, magic sticks with them or they revert back to what they were uh, before the London trips. But yeah, even with that winnable division, you sell off, I think. If okay. you're the and then second overreaction, the Panthers made a mistake trading up for Bryce Young. And I, I'm not saying this in terms of they picked the wrong guy or they, 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 what you call it moving up in general, but, they're looking for a number one wide receiver now, which they just got rid of in that trade for with DJ Moore. Yep. Um, they traded number one, number nine draft pick on uh, number sixty one last year. And, they, and next year, they traded their first round pick for next year. And right now, it's looking like the number one overall pick. Correct. <laughs> so it looks like Chicago is literally going to go number one and two. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. right now, I'm not sure what the outlook of the of Carolina was when they made that trade. Whether they thought they were going to be contenders. But right now, it looks like you're nowhere near a full-built roster. So now you just wasted assets for the future. And now you're giving assets to, uh, obviously, it's not divisional, but a conference opponent in Chicago. Um, it's one of those things where you, you're kind of like shooting your – you shot yourself in the foot twice. You lost your receiver. You, you don't have dra- draft picks now for first-round draft pick next year and second-round draft pick um, the year after that. It's one of those things where – it starting to look like a mistake that they could have had the number one overall draft pick next year. And that could have been Caleb Williams. So it, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's rough. So I get all of that. Yep. I understand that. I'm still going to say that that's an overreaction mm-hmm. because if you think that Bryce young is the guy, which they clearly do mm-hmm. because they traded what you just talked about for right. him, you have the next three or four years on hit with him on a rookie deal to build around him right you can go sign somebody in free agency you can go draft somebody high or or make it you know make a trade or tra- you know whatever um to get a wide receiver or you know more specifically i think they need offensive line oh, um, absolutely but i will say that no because if you th- this is a quarterback league i understand yeah. what you're saying about throwing to a wide receiver but mm-hmm. to some extent receivers and running backs are replaceable interchangeable interchangeable thank you yeah. perfect word yeah. um but every you've heard you hear it time and time again that if you think that this is your franchise guy yeah. you go get him right and yeah. so if you're I, completely sold on somebody go for it with no regrets and no and you just believe in him and build around him obviously adam thielen's doing his best impression as a number one receiver yeah he, he, yeah, he had another he's good game today yep. yep he's balling out as, as much as he can he's having a youth movement <clears throat> i thought he was kind of done in minnesota, in minnesota? i really did yep I think that was just more of the emergence of Jefferson over yeah, there, to yeah. be honest with you. It just overtook um, Thielen at that point. But, yeah, over in Carolina, he's having kind of uh, that resurgence. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I guess with Carolina, they're looking more towards a youthful 
uh, number one receiver. Obviously, Adam Thielen doesn't have a lot of years left in him, probably. Right. So, especially at, at the level of production he's uh, dishing out now. Um, but it's going to be one of those things where if Bryce Young, if you don't, if you don't get the pieces to build around Bryce Young because you don't have the assets anymore, because you traded them all away, all of a sudden that Bryce Young pick looks a lot worse than what it actually is. Yep. So, yep. It, like Carolina kind of put themselves in a bad position. Okay. So I have a bonus overreaction that I literally just thought of the second right now. Well, the last like five minutes as we were watching, <laughs> as I was live on air watching this game. Okay? <laughs> okay. So this this overreaction. Tell me if it is or not. Okay. The tush push should be illegal. Illegal in the NFL. So timeout for those who don't know or or aren't familiar. Right. It's a new thing that happened like in the last year or two. The Eagles really invented it. Um, and they call it the tush push because basically you throw everybody on the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Um, you put the quarterback under center and you put two guys directly behind the quarterback. And this is for short yardage where you need like a yard, yard. or two yards, right. whatever. And they snap the ball and the quarterback just does a quarterback sneak. But the two guys behind him run up and push him mm-hmm. as hard as they can right. to give him that yard or the two yards or whatever. Right. The The, the Eagles... I think are like a million and O when they run that play. Yeah, like they cannot o. be stopped. No. And now it's starting to catch on. It's a copycat league. Everybody else is doing their form of it. I think the only person I've ever seen get stopped was last week the with Chargers. Um with the with the Chargers and my boy Brandon Staley. <laughs> Your boy there's no weekly rant. Brandon there's Staley. No way, I know he's off <laughs> they, they were on by today. So he got spared. He got spared my wrath. <laughs> um but I'm curious to hear your thoughts if if you think that it should be illegal or not? It's it's such a 50-50 for me. Like obviously it's obviously when players complain about it, they they complain about safety. Uh, obviously there's a lot of bodies. It becomes more like rugby in a way. Yep. Um, you got all the, all that mass and especially up front with all those defensive linemen, offensive linemen. It, yeah, it becomes an issue. And I'm not sure if there's like some sort of, I guess, NFL rule that prohibits how many people you can have right there directly in front of a snap i'm not sure if there is or not yeah because if that if there is then shouldn't there also be one against the offense for having x amount of players behind the snap or something right. like that um I, obviously i don't know but it's just one of those things where you know it's coming uh, stop it, it stop it figure out a way to yep. stop it yep that, that, suck it up quit complaining that's that's the way i see that's it. the other side now, of the point for me from a safety yeah. perspective that's a different conversation if yeah. guys are getting injured and there's there's stats to to show that right then that's a different conversation but if you're complaining just because you can't stop it's it. too easy or you can't stop it right dude shut up right. suck it up and figure out how to stop right like it's the foot it's the nfl yep and, and you know as soon as like someone stops it you know there's gonna be a some sort of like play Blueprint. fake yep. yeah and then um tight end's gonna like leap out and then bam it's gonna it's it's a formation that's gonna be very formidable, especially in short yardage situations for years to come. I don't um, know how you stop it, honestly. I, I, I mean, I, 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 yeah. I know the Chargers got stuff last week against uh, Vegas. I think it was, uh-huh. but I, I I don't know how you stop it. Put your I big, really don't. I, for me, you put your you put your biggest boys right there, front and center. It doesn't matter if they're defensive ends. I, I don't care what they are. You put them right there, right there in front of, in front of the ball. You know exactly what's gonna happen. Um, you have that center just dive, I guess, <laughs> somebody else and have, have them cover a linebacker or something and just have those two defensive linemen just try to pancake that, that quarterback before he gets too forward. Uh, honestly, it, it's, it's a formation that <laughs> I feel like you gotta have somebody for. to go like full on Troy Palomalu and just, just hurl the hurdle. offensive line. 
time it. That's like just what you got to do. It's, uh, it, uh, it's almost like you give up the first down if you're wrong, if you if you mistime it. Yeah, it's kind of like that old whole Patriots blocking the field goal and that timing uh, block. Yep. Obviously, you. I feel like they got lucky. Yeah. Type of thing. Obviously, you can't rely on that all the time. Obviously, you're going to play statistics and how, how many times is that going to work? Type of type of thing. So, uh, to me, it's worth the risk to run the the tush push anyway. Yep. Even if someone like a Troy Polamalu comes over and hundred percent behead you or something, but it's just going to be one of those things where there's keep them off the field. I guess keep them off third and one. Keep them off third and two. Um, make sure they can't use it or something. Okay. It, it's going to be tough. Um, yeah, I thought that was a good one to throw out there. So, all right, nice. we're going to do our power rankings, okay. um, our updated power rankings. So again, we will go one through five, um, just based off of today's action. We'll see if anything has changed for either of us. We'll, and, and we'll just, we'll go from there. Okie dokes. Go ahead. So number one, I got 49ers still they're, They've been up there for, I think for as long as we've been doing these power rankings. Yep. Um, number two Eagles. They're the only other. Undefeated team, along with 49ers, it's kind of a hard argument not to put those two, one and two. Um, And then number three, I got the Dolphins coming back in uh, into a top three spot. Um, Number four, I got the Lions uh, jumping the Chiefs, and then the Chiefs staying at five. Um, The Bills dropped off after the loss. it's, It's not that I don't have confidence in the Bills. It's just that Matt Milano injury is going to be I feel like it's going to be a huge storyline going down um, the season. It's just going to be how they're going to recover from that. And I just don't see them as a top five team right now. So I got the Chiefs thinking at five, even though the Ravens are even, well, the Ravens lost today, but some other teams uh, sneaking up with some, uh, I guess, sneaky wins today. Same brain, Jeff. You did not go with the same thing. Uh, same teams. Oh, okay. I also threw in the Lions, and I and the Bills fell off. Okay. Um. So I have the 49ers at one still. Um. They they're you know they're dominant. They're playing as we speak. They're at fourteen seven. Mm-hmm. Um. Dolphins went back up to number two for me. Um. <laughs> I'm just not. I know the Eagles are undefeated. And and how much can you criticize them for the way they win? I'm just not sold on them yet. Um. It's fair. They, they're they're not winning pretty. Right. Right. So which at the end of the day, it's the NFL. A win is a win. I get all that. Blah blah right. blah. But as far like if what, the way I do it personally, and it'll happen later this year, the Eagles and the Dolphins will play each other. Mm-hmm. But right now, if they were to play each other, who do I think is going to win? And I think it would be the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have the Dolphins at two. Um, I have the Chiefs moving up to three. Okay. Um, they look good today. We avoided a major scare with Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, we did. That looked like a torn something uh, yeah, all over I, it with his knee injury. Uh, non-contact. He was t- making a cut. And his leg slipped out from him. It looked like either a knee or an Achilles. Uh, yeah, to me, it looked for like sure. Achilles, but um, but he came back in and up scoring, had a great game. So thank you, you know, thankful for that. Right. Um, Eagles at four. Okay. And then the Lions at five. Okay. Um, so the Bills fell off again for me, and and one thousand percent because of what you said, not because they lost today, but because of what the injury could mean, mean right. going forward. Absolutely. All right. So we are on. I thought I was going to shock you with the Lions pick. Oh no, I, I dude, really I've did. been high on the Lions. Remember, I, they're I my know. they're my no, division I winners. I so I, I've been, I've been wanting to put them in my top five power ranks. Right. To be honest with you. All right, so we are going to do our fantasy studs and duds. Uh, last week, Jeff did the dud. Uh, excuse me, Jeff did the studs. Um, we're going to flip flop this week. Uh, McCaffrey just got lit yep. up. He's all right. Yeah, he's all right. good. So quarterback, our studs this week at quarterback: Justin Fields, 
mm-hmm. 32.98 points, four passing touchdowns. Um, Jared Goff, 27.44 points. He had four total touchdowns. He had three passing and one rushing. Right. Um, today was the first day, and this was more specifically why I put the Lions in my power ranking going back to it, but today was the first day where I feel like the Lions finally showed what they could do on offense. Yep. And when you factor in that they didn't have Amon Ross St. Brown and they didn't have Jameer Gibbs, they were down two of their main playmakers. They still scored 42 points. Right. So um, that was big for them, I thought. Yeah, even if it's against a bad Panthers team, it's just 42 points. That's pretty impressive. Yep. Especially a Panthers team that's trying to fight. So even even if it's for uh, pride. Correct. At this point. Yep. Uh, running backs, Zach Moss. Uh, he had 165 rushing yards and a touchdown, 33.5 Fantasy points on my bench on your bench on my bench. boy <laughs> um, and Brees Hall. A lot of people, I feel like myself, obviously included, have been waiting for Brees Hall to really show up um, and, and have that impact both from a fantasy football perspective and from just a, you know, football Jets being successful perspective. Yeah. Um, and he finally did that today. He carried that team. Um, 177 rushing yards, 75 of that being a, a you know a, a long run to start the third quarter mm-hmm. um, with a touchdown. So he had 28.4 points. Right, and a lot of that, I guess, early non-production wasn't necessarily his fault. It's, no, it's more of a not s- at all. snap count type Correct. of thing. Uh, make sure that ACL uh, uh, heals properly, and um, obviously he was ready to go today. So. I mean, he was doing prior to today. He was limited to under 10 touches, I think, every game. Yep. So. So I'm curious where, where that puts Delvin cook. I know. So he played hardly at all today. Yeah. So like, obviously that was a big signing for the, for the jets. That was a saga that lasted longer than it should have, um, sure. to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting what cook's role is in the yep. future. Um, wide receiver, Jamar chase. Obviously we talked about it. 52.2 points, three touchdowns. There goes McCaffrey. Dude is so good. Um, DJ Moore. 49 points, three touchdowns, obviously breakout game for him and, and Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, and then tight end Dallas Goddard actually showed up Goddard. today. He had 25.7 points. Um, and then obviously Travis Kelsey, who we talked about, had, um, I want to say, 10 catches for 70 yards um, right TV. around there. Right. And uh, he had, had that late touchdown. So 22.7 points for him. Uh, the defense, the Saints defense, still not a must-have. Must-have must have must of the have. year. <laughs> I have them on. I have them on two of my teams, so I'm. You're I'm, welcome. By I'm the way, thankful for that, but they, I will refuse to ever call them a must-have. <laughs> um, Twenty-two points. They had two interceptions, one fumble recovery, one defensive touchdown on the pick six by um, what's his face. What's his face? Uh, Tyron Matthew. Uh, Tyron Matthew. What's his face? The honey I, I, can, I can see him. I can, I can see him. I can see him, but I couldn't couldn't remember his name. I can hear you know, him. That, that, one one guy. that one guy. That one guy. Um and then the Steelers. The Steelers, we didn't talk about them or the AFC North really at all today. That was the ugliest game I've ever wa- I've watched in a long time. I hate they talking had, about the AFC North. They now. had no business winning no, that game. The, the Steelers defense single handedly won that game. For they them. have no business being three and two, to be honest Correct. with you, the Steelers in general. How are they in first place in that division? I do not know. It's, it's ridiculous, <laughs> but they had uh, Mike Tomlin. It's the Mike it's Tomlin. Exactly what point. it is. Yep. Um, so, but they had an interception, they had two fumble recoveries. They had a safety, a block punt and four sacks. Look at that. Um, so 17 points for them as a unit. Mm-hmm. And again, they single-handedly, I mean, obviously Pickett to Pickens had that late touchdown, right. but I mean, the defense held them in that game for three and a half quarters. Yeah. More than that, really. 
Um, so that was that was very, very impressive. Probably the defensive performance of the day, in my opinion, just considering the, the lack of offense on the other side right. and the opponent that they were playing. Right. Um, those okay. are the studs for the week. Okay. Well, Debo? I got the duds. So the duds, I, <laughs> I'm actually jealous. You got the stats uh, to say what they got. Yeah. I don't have stats. I just got <laughs> I just got duds. So duds, I'm a little conflicted putting him on here because he got injured and it's not his fault. But I did anyway because he hasn't completed three games out of the five, and that's Anthony Richardson yeah. for Indy. Obviously, he he's put up a lot <laughs> a lot more points um, than we expected him to, being a rookie quarterback and his uh, uh, average draft position. I feel like he didn't. Maybe he didn't even get drafted in, in some links, but it's just going to be one of those things where you have to um, be safe, I guess. <laughs> if you start him, it's 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 going to be a, a tumultuous road uh, to travel because it, you don't know if he's going to finish that game or if he's going to get hurt or something like that. They're going to have to totally change his style of play. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're, they are running him way too much. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's he, obviously what a couple weeks ago or last week he was out with a concussion. Today it's an AC joint, so yeah. that's going to affect his shoulder. Obviously, Derek Carr—that's what Derek Carr was uh, affected by last week. So we'll see if they sit Anthony Richardson um, or if they play him. I honestly, at this point, if you're if you're relying on Richardson to be your uh, number one quarterback in fantasy, you I, got bigger problems. You got you got big problems. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, he got, he'll show out when he does, but. You can't rely on, especially on a championship game or playoff format. That's going to be tough. But um, besides him, I got Daniel Jones. Obviously, Daniel Jones yeah. left with injury as well. But um, he was in it, long it, enough to where he, yeah, he, he was it, a it's, at, it's at this point where it's just but it's consistent. Dude, but that dude, that dude has taken a beating. Mm-hmm. He had they had eleven. He got sacked eleven times last week against Seattle, nope. and another six or seven today. Yeah, he's not getting any help from his offensive line at all. But as a quarterback, you have to make some sort of adjustment, even if it's hot routes all over the place, even if it's running the ball. I, I don't care what you do. But at some point, you got to make the defense kind of earn those sacks. 11 and 6, I got to I gotta wonder how many are on him at that, that point. Well, that's fair. Yeah. So, and then lastly, Lamar Jackson. Obviously, AFC North battle, you can't – I personally am reluctant with AFC North quarterbacks in general. Um, obviously, you got Pickett. Jackson, Burrow, and um, Deshaun Watson, but those those are some tough defenses you have to pay, uh, play over there in the AFC North. So uh, these games will show up, but it's kind of a letdown when Lamar Jackson came off three consecutive twenty five plus points. Yep. Um, on fantasy, running backs for Mondre Stevenson, another disappointing yeah. day for New England. Uh, we talked about it um, during our divisional breakdown in fantasy um, when we covered the AFC East. Do not draft New England. Um, running backs at yep. all, as long as Bill Belichick is there. Um, it's just one of those things where you just never know what's going to happen yep. and, and how the, how it's going to play, play he out. He also fumbled a pitch today that really, yeah. like, he should have had it. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how much focus and concentration is, is there, like you said earlier about coaching, how, how well they're being coached or how uh, well they're being uh, prepped for game day. Um, and then secondly, I got Derrick Henry. Um, at this point, I, I don't even know what to make of Derrick Henry. I think one, uh, two weeks ago, he got like a lion's share of the of the carries, and he he looked like he was going to start taking uh, full charge of that committee that they had with uh, uh, Tajay Spears, I believe his name is. Um, but today, Tajay Spears got the touchdown, yep. rushing, yep. and Derrick Henry um, got left <laughs> with, <laughs> with with I guess uh, the scraps. 
So it's just going to be one of those things where I'd be reluctant with Derrick Henry being a, your number one running back there. And wide receiver, Devontae Smith, one one catch yeah, for like six did. yards. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, we know where that, those targets went to. Dallas Carter. A.J. Brown also. A.J. Brown. That, that makes me nervous. A.J. Brown, ever since A.J. Brown. Threw his little tantrum. Yep. Yeah. Devontae Smith has been less of a focusful uh, focal point in that offense. Yep. Um, so if you have, if you got Devontae Smith, if, if you can sell high, I'd probably sell high, to be honest with you. Um, Nico Collins, um, right there in, Te- in Texans. Dalton Schultz is actually getting looked at now. Uh, he he's he was uh, my sleeper for the yep. AFC South. Yep. Um, so it, it took a little while for CJ Stroud to kind of make that connection with his tight end. Obviously, we had the the, the saying that uh, young quarterback's best friend is his tight end. He's yep. CJ Stroud is finally starting to look his way. Um, so it's just one of those things where Nico Collins might not be the focal point every week, but he will, uh, he's a good wide receiver three, but yep. today was definitely a letdown, especially with Robert Woods getting nine targets. Well, Robert Woods. I was just going to say, so you can't, you kind of contradicted what I was just going to say, but, uh, what's his name? Tank Dell. He, he left injured. He, I believe. Yeah. So I was going to say that Nico Collins might be something to watch next week. If Tank Dell doesn't start. Right. But if Robert Woods is getting all these targets, then maybe not. Right. Yeah, it, well, today they played at Atlanta. I know they got Kyle Fuller there. He, he's a very good cornerback. So yes, he holds, he is. He holds yep. his own over there in Atlanta. So they, I'm not sure if he shadowed Nico Collins all day or, or if Nico Collins just lined up on the same uh, side of the field as he, as Kyle Fuller. Um, I know Kyle Fuller kind of held Calvin Ridley last week in London in check. Uh, obviously, Ridley had a touchdown, but he didn't have many receptions or many uh, receiving yards. Um, so I'd, I'd consider it a wash this week. Uh, for Nico Collins, um, obviously it was a it was a more of a tight end Dalton Schultz type of game today, and then lastly I got Chris Olave. He got a touchdown today, but he only had two receptions. Yep. Um, it's it's second week in a row. He should have had a he, he should have had, had a second a second. Yep. Um, but he he dropped, he, it. he dropped it in the end zone. But it's going to be one of those things where, like I said earlier, I'm not completely sold on the passing game being there for the Saints yet. Right. Um, obviously today it was a lot Kamara and Condre Miller. So we'll see where that develops. And I, Michael Thomas is a bigger presence than what people realize in that Saints offense. Um, the tight ends are not very used, but it's going to be Michael Thomas and Rashid Shahid and, and then the running backs. Chris Olave is kind of looking like that deep threat type of thing where, where it's more like a Brandon Cooks type of thing where it's going to be a hit or miss uh, every week. And then tight end, I got Hunter Henry. He got It's not his fault. He got overthrown quite a few <laughs> times. Not it's, not it's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Patriots just suck. You know, he scored zero points. He was like coming in like, like the fifth ranked <laughs> tight end and scoring. But it's not his fault. So we'll, we'll see if Mac Jones or, or Zappy turn it around or something. But poor Hunter Henry. <laughs> poor guy. And then Tyler Higby. Um, this is going to be something going forward. Obviously, Cooper Cup's back. So with Tyler, he just signed a new contract too. Yep. So Tyler Higby, I'm not, if you have him as your number one tight end, I'd be yeah, super nervous. Yep. About that. You, you still got uh Puka Nakua over there and uh Cooper cup. It's, it's going to be one of those things where I'm not sure how much of a, how many targets are going to be left for Higby to, to intake, which side note, Puka might be the best receiver ever, <laughs> ever in the history of the game. <laughs> Chalk it up. Like now. Where, where did this guy come from? Like BYU, I know like we I talked about it. Stormin Stormin Mormon. Mormon. I know. I just can't get over how good this guy is. Yeah, it's he's crazy. Showing out. Uh, yeah, uh, he was what fifth round pick. I, I, I couldn't don't know even how tell he got. you. Yep. Couldn't even tell you. Never heard of him before. 
Um, <laughs> what do you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, and then defense, commanders, obviously, uh, yeah. that was probably a streamer pick. Yeah. Well, with the Bears offense being a little bit of a struggle and, and, and not being up to their potency. But commanders laid a, not even a goose egg, they laid a ne- negative five. So, if you, got, if you stream the commanders defense, sorry. Yeah. And then uh, the Bills, obviously, Jacksonville had their hiccups offensively, but they went over there and dealt with injuries and they only put up four points, which is still okay, but it's not something that we've been used to with the Bills defense. Well, and it's, I was just going to say it's a big letdown considering the amazing performance they had against the Dolphins last week. Yep, absolutely. So you thought they'd be coming in high and, yeah. and like ball out, but it's combination of injuries and travel and all this stuff and they just uh allowed jacksonville to kind of uh get the upper hand on them yep but yep all righty so we will finish off the week with our picks um so i gained a game on you last week jeff so you did? i went two and oh this week so i had the colts over the titans as my lock and then i had the saints over the pats as my upset because mm-hmm. the saints were the pats were actually favored in that game believe Tell it or not yep. um you went one and one you had the Lions over the Panthers as your lock. Okay. And then you had the Texans over the Falcons as your upset, which right. that almost played out. Right. Uh, last second field goal knocked off the Texans. So as of right now, Jeff is sitting at seven and three, and I'm sitting at six and four. Look at you. Yeah. So making them ground. Making, making progress. So <laughs> um, I'll do my picks right now just because I have them written down. I don't have yours. Okay. Um, so my lock for next week is the Bills over the Giants. Um, I know we've talked about the Bills defense, all the injuries, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's going to matter. Sunday night football in Buffalo against the Giants. Um, I think that they will be just fine. Sounds like a Tyrod Taylor coming out party against the Bills. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. that. Um, and then my upset, I'm actually really surprised by this line, and it could very well change by next Sunday. But as of right now, the Bengals are two and a half point favorites over the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. which the Seahawks are three and one. They've, they're playing great football mm-hmm. and the Bengals. I mean, they won today, but they played, you know, they played the Cardinals. There's still tons of questions around uh, Joe Burrow's health. Obviously right. Jamar chase pretty much carried them today offensively. Oh yeah. Um, but I have the Seahawks over the Bengals as my upset. Okay. So let's hear it. What do you got? So for my lock, I got the dolphins over the Panthers. Um, That's a good one. <laughs> went out on a limb on that one. Yeah. <laughs> And then upset, I got the Bears over the Vikings. Vikings are favored by three and a half. I like it. Um, obviously, the Bears are, are putting it together offensively over the past two weeks, and um, the Vikings kind of have their, their struggles defensively, uh, as I've talked about since. You said huh. three and a half? Three yeah. and a half point favorite? Yep. Since, since I okay. talked about it since our divisional breakdown. But Yep. All right. That's it. So those are our picks. Jeff, I feel like we had really good energy this week, and I feel like that's what happens when our teams, oh, when win. Our teams win. We yeah. actually are more excited to talk about our teams. You know and, how difficult it is to watch football oh when your team gosh. loses, especially yeah. in the early game? Yeah. Oh, it's so it's rough. tantalizing. It's oh. rough. That's Yeah. Yeah. But um, good news. We didn't have to do that today. Nope. They both won. Nope. Um, Jets made it a little closer than they probably should have, <laughs> but... All right, so that's our that's the show. Um, we are wrapping up, and we will be back and better than ever next week to go over week week six. Mm-hmm. And um, hope you guys enjoyed again. Um, anything that comes up throughout the week, any topics that you want us to discuss, anything that you think would be interesting, feel free to hit us up on social media. Um, we are on Twitter, Instagram, 
Facebook. Um, you can text us, email us. I mean, whatever you want to <laughs> do. Stop me in person. Uh, yeah, and just say, hey, I think this would be a good topic for you guys to go over, and we would love to cover it. Right. Um, anything you guys want, we'll we'll go over. We want it to be entertaining for you. Right. Um, so let us know. And uh, other than that, we will we will see you next week. See you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to What Did They Know podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media outlets to see future episode details. And don't forget to send in any questions or topics that you want to see the guys discuss in their weekly episodes to come.